0: Just want to talk about Animal Crossing. I do too. Animal um, Crossing.
1: <laughs> Getting
0: shells by the beach. Bay. Bay.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast, featuring Rusty R.E. Lewis 2011 and Ryan.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 75 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty and today, Sunday, March 22nd, my birthday, turn 21 again. Nice. (laughs) I'm joined by my forever co-host and bell collecting brother-in-law. How we doing?
0: I am amazing. Animal
1: Crossing has consumed my life.
0: I need to check into AA for Animal Crossing. Probably. Yeah, I'd encourage that. Besides, like, the plague outside, Animal Crossing is keeping me going. It's phenomenal.
1: I don't know what the game... Plague? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Animal Crossing is terrific. Yes. Couldn't have come at a better time in light of the reality we find ourselves in. We will be talking at length about Animal Crossing. This is an episode we didn't really anticipate recording, uh, just because of what's going on right now, but... I've been holed up in my apartment for over a week now and kind of beginning to lose my mind. Yeah. And so I wanted nothing more than to hop behind a mic with Ryan, talk about Animal Crossing, what we've been doing for the past two weeks, because we haven't recorded an episode since the episode with Alec, which was two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, because I was sick last weekend. Um, nothing serious. I mean... it. I had a fever and like the normal hot fl- and cold flashes at work Okay. one day, and then I stayed home, but I'm better now, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I took last weekend to kind of recover. Um, and then we were at work until Wednesday Yeah. of this week, and then we got to go ahead to work from home, so I worked from home Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. It's taking getting used to, but yeah, I'm already starting to lose my mind. To, I mean, like, I can chill in my own leisure. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm, hey, this is what I want to do. But if I'm required to do something, it becomes that much more tedious. So it's like, hey, confine yourself. Hey, I'll confine myself if I fucking want to. Yeah, Don't tell me what to do. And it becomes that much more like, god, now I'm alone.
1: Well, it's kind of like one of those things where if you have a staycation, you know, you don't go to the, the beach or you don't go to... <laughs> a cabin locked away in the woods or anything like that, you just stay home for a couple of days with your significant other or even by yourself. It's kind of one of those things that, oh man, that would be so cool to not go anywhere, but just to stay in and do nothing for like a couple days or a weekend. Yeah. So in theory, yeah. But like when you're, to your point, forced to do it to the point where it's like, no, you can't even go to the golfing range or it's it's discouraged to go to the shopping malls or like really anywhere where you're exposed to more obviously than 10 people. That's what the Ohio governor is is, is forcing us to do and obviously that messaging is spread to the rest of the country. Um, yeah, you, st- you start to go like, you start to get cabin fever and you just like want to get the fuck out of your place and yeah. I know that's where I'm at because Lauren, she, since her Japan trip got canceled, she was forced to work nights, third shift. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's one thing if you have to do that in Japan because you have a 15 hour plane flight, you can have a couple of drinks, knock yourself out, sleep, prep your body and in, in-body clock to get accustomed to that new um, lifestyle, if you will, over in Japan. But it was kind of one of those things where, you know, Friday night, she worked a normal day and eight to five. And then Sunday night, she had to get on at like eight o'clock and work until five o'clock in the morning. So to quickly transition to that, keep in mind Lauren is already like negative sleep at this point. Yeah. My, my coworker, uh, Brian, actually calls her Miko, the raccoon from Pocahontas because, Yikes. So, <laughs> because she just looks so exhausted. Lauren, I love you. You know that, but you need sleep. Uh, so she was forced to go in. And so as if our marriage already isn't in shambles at this point because yeah. she works and studies so much. Now, whenever I'm awake, she's asleep. Whenever I'm asleep, she's at work. So it's definitely an interesting dynamic to get used to. And she was just losing her mind. She was snapping at me quickly for no discernible reason other than that she's just exhausted. Well, because she was not only working third shift, but
0: she was also working like a normal shift during the day, like talking to her suppliers. Yeah. So I I saw her on like midday when I was working. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm trying to figure out a strategy with my supplier. Or whatever. Because no, that, I, was, um,
1: I was on the dining room table or the kitchen table working. And I would expect, because she'd come in between 5 and 6 to go to bed. And that's when I'm getting ready to get up for the day. And so I would anticipate that she would sleep in until about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Well, she'd come out at like 10.30. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I just got a text from my from so-and-so. I need to hop on a call to talk through something. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of savages where you guys work, you yeah. know, there's just relentless. If you're not in the process of dying quickly, you're not worth hiring. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. So fortunately, she finally got the green light, as you did, to work from home. And I don't believe she's going to be working third shift this week. So hopefully, um, you know, we can just sit at the, dinning, uh, the the kitchen table, power through work, and then have an evenings to uh, play Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, cause I mean, starting Monday, like I'm calling it Japan in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is.
1: But uh, but yeah, just to talk about the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. It's uh, I mean, I'm tw- I'm 27. I'm 27 as of today. You're the high age. <laughs> I am I in, in my 27 years of existence. I mean, this tops 911 in terms of like. Whoa, that that's extensive. In terms of the global response. Yeah. I don't think That's we've en- ever seen anything. Obviously, I mean, uh, I, w- I feel like I was more affected by 9-11, obviously, because our our particular nation was attacked, and it was one of the most frightening times, even as a third grader at the time. It was just yeah. like, it's forever embedded in my mind. My dad picked me up from school, going home, seeing the second tower hit. I mean, nothing will compare to that, probably ever, yeah. um, in terms of just emotional scarring. Hopefully nothing. Else. Hopefully nothing. God forbid. Um, but just, yeah, the global response and just the sheer panic of humanity mm-hmm. is just unprecedented. And I think for that, it's it's just almost spooky how we've responded and how my company in particular, I was getting emails from my CEO multiple times per day, mass communications to the the broader organization saying – you know we're we're up to date on it and honestly it changes just as much as your job changes with trump's tweets about tariffs you know oh my because gosh. with every communication by uh, mike dewine ohio's governor it was like we were getting another communication from our ceo that hey we saw dewine's response we too are taking immediate action and trying to keep our best or our associates best interests in mind and you know originally we they were saying we were going to do a 50-50 split so 50% of our, our associates were going to be in office working. 50% were going to be home because we didn't know, because I worked for a relatively big company, if our network could handle that amount of people. That was our it. issue
0: too. Yeah. Ours was getting VPNs yep. certified.
1: Yeah. And so for that, that was kind of an initial test kind of Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then it just changed so quickly. And more cases were being announced within the states that come went effective immediately Wednesday, well, so it was 50-50, then they said Monday of next week, this coming Monday, it was going to be full work from home. And then because it changed so fast, they said, never mind, Wednesday, everyone work from home if you can.
0: Yeah, ours was kind of, uh, starting last Monday, they were basically like checking, like, hey, do you have access to these systems? Can you sign in? Like, any issues with anything? Like, you have Skype, the capability to call in, and that kind of stuff. And then, like... My irritation with everything was basically, like, the emails that we got, like, we could see them working to try to make sure everyone in our room of, like, 250 people had the access. But it was basically, like, the emails that we got from our management was, not to, like, shit on my company, was, like, hey, production's still up today. And it was just, like, I get it. Like, 700 suppliers care about our production, but, like, at the same time, we're trying not to die in this room that they're, like, DeWine was, like, yo... Don't be in a group of, like, 10 people. Yeah, we're like, looking around. We're like, we were bad when it was 50 people. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: 10 people even worse. Yeah. Um, well, it was, it was wild, too, how you saw multiple governors across the state saying, Hey, don't be in a group of more than 100 people. Then it was 50 people. Then it was 10 people. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, hey, don't leave your house.
0: Like, yeah. what? It's interesting. I mean... Watching zombie movies and stuff, does it, like how would you react to a pandemic or even like the walking dead mm-hmm. not that we're having like flesh eating zombies around, but like closest this, thing to it, you know, yeah, I mean, like we're one step away, like three weeks. I mean, Italy's basically got zombies
1: <laughs> it's oh gosh, it's but
0: yeah, it's interesting that like it's horrible that people are dying, and like the flu affects a lot of people as well, but like my thing is. Watching people react Mm -hmm. is really interesting to me like how people are I mean Walmart was empty and Walmart is a massive store, but when you walk down The aisles and the shelves are just there's nothing like literally nothing in the paper aisle like toilet paper and stuff Yeah, I mean
1: I was ready for stabbings at a Walmart. well, so okay, that's what I'm incredibly thankful for is that I've gone to Walmart Um, Giant Eagle and Kroger at this point. And Kroger is like a Northwestern um, or or Midwest uh, grocery chain. Yeah, it's Kroger. Singular, (laughs) not plural. Um, But I've gone into a number of grocery stores at this point and I don't want to say it's panic. I would would say it's similar to Black Friday in terms of the volume of people there but without the chaos of Black Friday.
0: I've seen some videos of people like ravaging... A store. You have? Yeah. Well,
1: I'm thankful for what I've experienced personally. I haven't seen anything like that. But what I was going to say when when you said about uh, I'm ready for stabbings, I'm actually very surprised that we haven't heard of any like mass shootings and killings in stores to get groceries and things like that. Because you hear about shootings all of the time when, for all intents and purposes, the world is okay. Yeah. You know? But when everything's gone to shit— it sounds like people are being relatively cordial in terms of. I mean, it's ridiculous that you know one man bought seventeen thousand bottles of Purell, and then I, other people are hoarding TP as if I this will is say,
0: a. That is the exact strategy I use with turnips today in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: bought six hundred turnips, <laughs>
0: but yeah, price fixing is a thing. So. Yeah,
1: it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's certainly kind of freaky and spooky. And I honestly feel very blessed that I have the job that I have that's afforded me the flexibility to not only work from home, but that the executives of my company care. And I know that's nice. a lot of people out there, people that listen to this show and elsewhere, don't have that flexibility and they certainly don't have that comfort that they're actually cared and valued, cared for and valued as associates. I can
0: pen shake to that.
1: Wherever they are. And I know for you and Lawrence specifically, you saw that this week that you're really not valued. Your bodies and you are there to provide a service yeah. for the company. Our hearts
0: are beating. We fill a spot. That's so basically that's what it. what it feels
1: like. So. And I know there's a lot of other people out there that feel very much the same. And so uh, that's also kind of why I wanted to record this podcast just because um, I know people enjoy this show. And it's if there's a way that Ryan and I can provide an inkling of entertainment – For however long we record this show today, an hour and a half, whatever it might end up being, um, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Because these are dark and trying times, and we need to be able to band together and at least do things together that can provide us entertainment. Because I know a lot of people are going stir-crazy right now, and thankfully we have games like Animal Crossing to help us get through. But if I didn't have Lauren and Scooby, I'd be losing my freaking mind right now. Yeah, I mean –
0: we're risking our lives. We're within six feet of each other. We're like five and a half. Yeah, it was funny. Ryan like started <laughs> inching his way away from me. Like the beginning, you're like, yeah, we're core team. I was like, oh, shit, we're, with, we're not meeting
1: the criteria. <laughs> yeah, we're within a couple feet of each other. But, um, but yeah, so I, I hope you get some entertainment out of this show. Ryan and I don't have a clear-cut agenda, really. We just wanted to obviously get on and address what was going on with the, uh, the world and talk, talk about Animal Crossing. And uh, anything else we've been doing the past two weeks. But one thing I want to do real quick is, uh, since we're kind of on the topic of the coronavirus, I posted something in the Discord Friday night, so I wasn't anticipating getting a a really big response. um, For people to just share how they've been doing, what they've been playing, watching, and just how they're coping with, with the reality that we live in right now. And got a couple responses. One from Frantic Josh he uh, records the Frantic Thoughts podcast. You can find him on all podcasting platforms. He, um, he sent a long-winded message, and then um, he had deleted it. And I, I reached out to him. I hope you don't mind me saying this, Josh. But um, I, I reached out to him, and I said, hey, man, I hope all is well. I, I, I really appreciated what you had said, and want you to know that there's no message too long for the Otaku Brothers podcast. As long as it's podcast appropriate, we're all about it, and uh, we're all in this together. So please... Feel free to um, air your frustrations and concerns, um, and we'll, we'll get to it, and we'll talk through it. So Josh said, so this week-ish has been really rough on me. I work for a beer distribution company in Texas, and they are refusing to shut down or really acknowledge the pandemic. They've sent emails in relation to it, but they've been very positive and encouraging, like, wow, we've got the highest sales ever, etc., cetera. Et cetera. I will say that the one aisle that's not going dry is the alcohol aisle. I'm surprised, Oma. I mean, like, if you're sitting at home,
0: you got to have a beer.
1: Well, there's been, I mean, there wasn't, like, a person that wasn't buying alcohol when I was in the store. Um, but it's, they're surprisingly keeping those well stocked.
0: Yeah, but and GameStop. GameStop. Fuck
1: GameStop. <laughs> yeah. We can get to that maybe a little bit later. Okay. Uh he said it's just been crazy. I haven't worked this hard in years and it feels like I'm struggling to go in every day not knowing how ridiculous it would be. I don't particularly like being out in this mess. I'm very cautious and a bit of a germaphobe, so when this thing started popping off, my anxiety went to 100. It's surreal. Like I know how crazy this is going to be and is. I started working last Thursday the 12th and I knew that this had gone to a crazy level. The store I was merchandising felt like somebody, something out of a zombie film. People were swarming the store, grabbing everything they could. I knew it was intense and serious, but this seemed like a bit much. I continued working like normal, but there was un, there was unease in the air. I've never been through anything this nuts before. I'm a man who believes that everybody should have a fair shake at things. And being in a job like this in the retail space, I feel that we all should have hazard pay. It's hard for me to say that beer is, quote, a necessity anyhow. It's just beer, you know? I find it hard uh, to sit here and be like, yeah, man, my job is this important in a pandemic. No, not really. My company absolutely loves it though. Highest sales in history and such is being brought out. I'm well aware that I'm lucky to have employment in this unprecedented situation, but celebrating sales while people are suffering is insane to me. Yet I continue to work in fear of losing my employment and make ends meet. I'm between a rock and a hard place in that particular situation. I don't mean to bring down the mood, but be careful out there, everyone. And yet at that point, I applaud people in the retail space right now that are forced to go into their workspaces and then people that are on the front lines fighting this. Nurses, doctors, physicians, because they don't get to go home in this. They're working night and day to help prevent and stop the spread of this disease. And it's, i mean, my hat goes off (laughs) to all those people and all those people that are family members of those that... They're not seeing right now because they are their home is the hospital, yeah, and that's that's scary and that's sad
0: yeah I was I woke up and I was on Instagram this morning and I saw pictures of like doctors like sleeping on floors and like at chairs and stuff like yeah. basically wherever they can, yeah, it's going to be a wake up for a lot of companies that I don't know I think after all this is over, a lot of people are going to reassess how they were treated during a plague or a pandemic?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, I mean, uh, Lauren, uh, we were considering her like quitting and us just living off of my salary because, I mean, she was going to break. I mean, I've never seen Lauren that on the verge of... I mean, she was crying. Lauren isn't a very emotional person. Yeah, um,
0: kind of dead inside most
1: of the time. <laughs> yeah, and so she's just not a very sensitive person, and so when she's crying and breaking down, like that's that's a telltale sign for me that we need to get you the hell out of there.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people made that assessment, at least at my place, when they're like, hey, everything's going to hell outside and this is what you're focusing on.
1: Yeah. Well, and and so let's just quickly bring up the GameStop situation. You know, as soon as... Uh, and I don't think we talked about this before in the podcast, but Reggie Filzame, previous uh, North American president to Nintendo... Um, he's now on the board of directors for GameStop. That was news that broke out about a week and a half ago. So I'm thinking, oh, this is their chance to maybe turn things around just a shade. Mm-hmm. And then an article came out, uh, Jason Schreier, I think, in, over at Kotaku, I think they had published an article. And thanks to Ryan's uh, little alarm clock on his coffee machine, I was able to pull up the article actually written by Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, so the title, and what I really loved about this is that the entire video game industry on Twitter just started lighting up GameStop's Twitter account. And especially I appreciated Ben Hansen. He was um, a big video guy over at Game Informer. He was responsible for the Game Informer podcast, which I was a very big supporter and listener of week to week. He left GameStop, or he left Game Informer after they had that mass firing of their associates. Yeah. Largely because Game Game Informer wouldn't exist without GameStop, and so I'm sure they got a better taste and feel for how they operate as a company. And so Ben was just lighting up their Twitter account and just saying some rather tasteful things, if you will, uh, which I appreciated because GameStop needs to be ridiculed for their their business practices. But I want to get into this article real quick, so. The title is GameStop, we can stay open during lockdowns because we're, quote, essential retail. Give me a freaking break. So I'm not going to read this whole article, just a couple pieces here. Um, Jason says, the struggling video game retail chain GameStop told all of its stores this afternoon to stay open even in the event of state or city lockdowns. To protect against the COVID-19 pandemic, emphasizing that it is, quote, essential retail alongside groceries, pharmacies, uh, and should therefore be exempt from enforced closures, quote, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers. Customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time, the retailer said in a memo to staff this afternoon, oh, obtained by Kotaku. We've received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification. Store managers are approved to provide the document linked below to law enforcement as needed. I'll tell you what, if I had to list 10 essential retail chains and stores, GameStop probably wouldn't be on the top 100 people.
0: Yeah. I mean, besides Animal Crossing coming out yesterday and I ordered through them,
1: they can close now. And I'll tell you what, I I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year, GameStop goes under. Yeah. I mean, like, this is how you get boycotted.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, no one goes to your store because you're open, screwing over your people. Like, the people in line when I went to pick up Animal Crossing on Friday, um, basically everyone in front of me was like, hey, Sucks that you're open. Like I'm sorry that you have to be here, but thanks. Yeah, like just thanking the employees because they don't want to be there.
1: And that's why you know I almost owe an apology to the the number of times I've shit on GameStop during this podcast. And it's not it's not the district managers. It's not the people that are there. Like your your Chronos and your um, your Logans that were working there temporarily before it was a stepping stone. It was like working as a bag boy at Kroger. You know, it was just a stepping stone. To make minimum wage until you could do something hopefully better in the future. And I'm not minimalizing people that may work in a similar yeah, position but it's, now. It's also
0: like when you call into a place to complain about, say, like airlines or like Spectrum or the people who call, cold call you for Spectrum. Mm-hmm. If you shit on them, they're like, they're not the people making the decisions. They're just, they're doing their job. Exactly. Like you're ruining someone's day who has no choice but to do that so i'm like hey i'm sorry like i don't want your 150 dollars spectrum plan i'm sticking with just internet Mm -hmm. okay have a good day bye instead of just like
1: what the hell are you calling me like yeah because they have to ask all those follow-up questions oh what about what if we gave you this bundle instead yeah that's not that person just trying to get around something with you or to force a sale on you i mean they are because top executives have a bolded list of items that you have to ask. They're pressuring their associates to do those things. And GameStop is no different. When I go in there and these people ask me all these questions, it's not because this person is just so excited to sell your, you know, get your TI-95 calculator that you, he's asking you to yeah, trade in. Yeah, do you want to,
0: like, protect your Animal Crossing disc for an f- extra $5? It's like,
1: it's a pretty large
0: percentage of the game that I just, like, Yeah, paid. it's like, no, I don't. Like, no, but I also
1: I'm- understand that... You know the five guys that are sitting poolside, smoking a cigar and drinking a mojito. They're the ones that are drafting these ridiculous questions that they're forcing their employees to ask. So,
0: yeah. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens with GameStop. I think it's ridiculous and it is unfor- unfortunate, frantic that you have to come in and hopefully, eventually they come to their senses that maybe beer isn't essential.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly hope so for your sake, Josh. I'm. I'm really sorry that you know you find yourself in the position you're in and i and I just hope that um, i I just hope that you can you know um, find the light at the end of the tunnel and obviously these unprecedented times and hopefully again, this podcast can provide some inkling of entertainment for you um while you're in the situation you're in and and hopefully I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I hope people can come to their senses so that you can have the flexibility to. Um, to just be home during this crazy time. But he does go on and he says, I try my best to wash my hands and not touch my face when I'm I'm at work. I very rarely ventured out besides uh, my due diligence. It isn't too bad in my my county so far, only five cases around me, but I know that it can only get worse. And when it does, I don't know what will happen. I'm truly frightened at the future of this. So I've been watching a lot of Pixar movies, (laughs) playing Duke Nukem 3D and Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm really excited for Doom Eternal, and um, I've been meaning to try that Final Fantasy 7 demo because I'm not sold on that game yet. Also, Steven Universe Future is about to end. and the past two episodes, left me in weeping pool of tears. In a good way. Such a good show. I know you recommended that to me um, many, many episodes ago, Josh, but I have not yet checked it out. Steven Universe Future. I have not heard of that I've seen it. It's an animated television show. I think it's on Cartoon Network. Okay. I'm not certain, but I think you can also... Maybe watch it on Hulu. If I remember him saying that, um, but hang in there, Josh. All right, man. And uh, if you need to talk, reach out on Discord. I know I'd reach out to you about having you on the show very soon. Hopefully, the next month. would love to have you on as a guest. Blink, Blinkoom, Steve. Uh, he says I have mostly just been doing more of the same with a few exceptions. My job moved me to a full-time remote work, which has been a bit of a change. I like the idea of remote work, but I don't have a great spot set up for it right now. So I end up working in the same room and space as I do in my relaxing, as I do my relaxing and gaming. It makes the tr- transition time between work and play a little blurry, and I end up feeling a more tired. Uh, I end up feeling a bit more tired um, during my work time. For anyone in a similar situation, do what you can to clearly separate your work and post-work time to make sure you're getting the most um, out of them both. Beyond that, I've used some of the extra time home um, to make a few extra videos for my YouTube channel. Nice, and have a few more planned. I've been replaying some of my happy games too, namely uh, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and Super Meat Boy. I actually downloaded Cyanora. Super Meat Boy is a happy game. It <laughs> well, sounds like you a know. Rage Time. Ugh. Well, it's just like you going back to yeah. Bloodborne or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, true. To each their own. Sayonara, Wild Hearts looks like an amazing rhythm-based. Um, Endless Runner, if you will. It looks really, really interesting. Super neon, colorful, uh, hotline Miami esque, if you will, aesthetically. I actually downloaded it because it was on sale for like eight bucks about a month ago, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. So, anyways, he says, I think reconnecting with some old, comfortable favorites is a good counterbalance to the environment of rapid change we're all in. Hope you're all both healthy, happy, and taking care of yourself. Thank you Blink. I appreciate it. And I to your point about the workspace, I am in 100% agreement because I know for me, Lauren and I have a one bedroom apartment. And so I'll try we have a a coffee table in front of our couch, obviously in front of our TV. I tried sitting on the floor working there, but that's that's where I play games. That's that's my happy sp- space. When I'm there, I'm relaxing, playing games, listening to music or watching movies. So it really is difficult to flick that switch or flip that switch to like being full on work mode. Yeah. And even being at my kitchen table, which is my new quote unquote setup, it's so difficult, and I was so unproductive this week because even stripping away the reality that we find ourselves in, just being motivated to push through stuff when you're sitting at the table that you typically enjoy dinner at.
0: See, I don't eat at my table. So, like, where we're recording now, I never really use
1: because I have
0: no one to eat with me. (laughs) No, I just never use it. I'm generally chilling or whatever. So, like, it's easier for me to disassociate. Like, I only use this for recording. And, like, where Rusty's sitting now is where I have my setup. I brought my second monitor. And I have, like, clear vision of the TV. Mm -hmm. So, I have just, like, a stream on and I'm just work in a way Mm -hmm. so it's easier for me because i never use this space yeah but yeah i would never in my little couch area be able to work there no i would no yeah
1: i'd want to like pick up a controller yeah well and and so like that too um so if you put in the the whole covid19 thing i'm an auditor i'm an it auditor um for a an insurance company and so it's so challenging for me to, I mean, obviously everyone needs insurance at all times, right? But for me to see the relevance of that right now is so challenging that probably health insurance is more important now. It is, but like I'm an IT auditor, so it's like I have these controls that I'm testing, and it's like, gosh, this just seems so meaningless right now because yeah. I'm not on the front lines as a nurse or a physician or a doctor or anything like that. And so to find the the relevance and the motivation, like it's it's difficult for me to muster up the mental energy to focus on that right now
0: no i get it yeah it's it makes you question like am i doing something essential for the world like am i furthering humankind
1: with like auditing or like buying car parts i should really just quit my job and work for gamestop then i'll (laughs) yeah
0: we're essential then i'll really find (laughs)
1: value in my life and meaning but um we shut
0: down north america next week Like all plants. Yeah. Which is crazy.
1: That's, that's, yeah, it's wild. Unprecedented times, no doubt. Thank you, Blink and Josh, for writing in. Everyone out there that's listening, hang in there. This too will pass. Uh, We just gotta, we just gotta try and stay positive. That's really all we can do right now. And speaking of positivity, Ryan animal crossing please play the song to start out this segment so I um I follow someone on twitter I've been following him for a while I think I knew him through tv and lust craig um a youtube channel that I had followed for many many years back in the day well he's a bass player in a band wait so your old friend or youtube person made this song no 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 no. no. Oh, okay so remove craig out of the situation Jeremy who follows Craig I followed Jeremy because we'd have mutual interests okay so I follow him on Twitter and he's a bassist in a uh, a band so he recorded himself playing this song on the bass because it has a heavy bass tone to it mm-hmm. and he added the people that made it it was two people that made this song and so they like retweeted it and were loving it and I was like gosh that song is so catchy so I found it on Spotify and so I was just freaking jamming last night until like two o'clock in the morning listening to this song on loop so This song is literally titled Animal Crossing. You can find it on Spotify. It was written and produced by Sean Wasabi and Sophia Black. So just... Can we put that in the notes? Buckle buckle in, folks. Uh, What do you mean? Like the title of the song and the people who made it so they can look it up? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> it's nice to meet you. How you doing today? You
1: So that's that song that's like my typical work music yeah too, which is great so yeah check that out on spotify you can probably find it and stream it elsewhere but uh, i i saw that and i was just like gosh that just perfectly encapsulates like the joy of playing animal crossing that song yeah. is just yeah i mean ryan we can get into it uh i do want to quickly talk about a few things though that i've done the past two weeks okay before hopping right into animal crossing because i imagine that'll derail the rest of the podcast yeah it will but um So yeah, two weeks since we've recorded, I think the last time we had talked, I had just neared the end of season three of Lost. (laughs) Yeah. I'm finished with Lost. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I've gotten through all six seasons in a matter of like three weeks. and So work from home. Yeah. um, So I think towards the end of season three, I was saying it's creeping up to be my favorite show of all time. I will say it's probably not my favorite. It's definitely top three. Okay. So right up there with *Hunting of Hill House and Breaking Bad. Um, I'd really have to think about and consider all of the television shows I've watched over the years and where each one would rank. But I think if I'm just kind of like spitballing, speaking from the hip, I would say that loss is top three for sure. Okay. So season four, things creep on getting a little bit weird. Yeah. Basically all of season five, and I'm... Gonna tiptoe on spoilers here, but I'm not gonna go into specifics. All of season five is like the director's cut, extended edition of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, of Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter, the third film and book. It's basically an extended version of Prisoner of Azkaban in terms okay, of like yeah. its goofy flash forwards, flash sideways, flashbacks.
0: Yeah, just picture a really like weird version of the time turner.
1: Yeah they
0: like, just time loops and shit.
1: And that's kind of all of season five. And then season six is kind of like...
0: Genesis.
1: The, the purpose of the island and these two guys. It's kind of this dichotomy of white and black, good versus evil. The devil versus like Jesus. It's just really bizarre. And You're like, how did we get here? Yeah. I thought they,
0: cr- they crashed their plane and they were trying to survive and there were others. And now
1: it's like... The beginning of time itself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really kind of wacky, but you kind of just like, all right, I can I can somewhat dig this. I'm along for the ride. I've already watched five seasons <laughs> of this bullshit. I'm way
0: too deep yeah. <laughs> at this point to stop.
1: Um, But I think, so as I said in the beginning, I said the, f- the first episode, the pilot episode of Lost, I think is the best pilot episode of any show I've probably watched. Okay. Because it's able to suck you in so well and you look at a show like Breaking Bad that's really focused in and honed in on the characters. Their relationship, their growth over the course of its five or so seasons. Yeah. My sister's calling, not my dad. And so Loss is very similar in that regard, but does, I think it does it exceptionally well and even potentially better than Breaking Bad because it's not just, hey, let's show these character journeys over the course of five seasons for these five or so Five to eight, ten characters maybe. Lost is like, hey, here's 20 characters. We're going to make you care about each and every one of them in different ways. You're going to hate some. You're going to love others.
0: You're going to hate some and then love them later.
1: Yeah. And so I think – Yeah. And I think they do that so well. I mean I've only watched so many shows in my life. But I think it's unparalleled how how you get so emotionally invested in such a number of characters – yeah. And I think the ending for me because again, it it goes off and derails to so many weird places. You're like, how are they going to tie a bow on this? And I think the final episode, I still I'm still kind of digesting it um because I watched all 6 seasons in like a matter of 3 weeks. Yeah. But I think the final episode I can't say it's the best ending to a show because it's it's not. But it's up there for me, man. I mean, it's so good. And there's so many relationships that you just like, oh, man, that's never going to be rekindled. Oh, man, I wish they could have righted that wrong. And I feel like the final episode does it so tastefully, so beautifully. And my gosh, Michael Giacchino, how he scores this final episode, it's just pure joy, bliss. It's beautiful. I was literally like weeping like a baby during certain scenes. (laughs) There's a particular character relationship that I want to talk about, but I just can't because I don't want to spoil it for people like Alec that haven't seen the show yet. But there there was a reunion between two characters that was just really... Yeah,
0: I think I know the relationship you're talking about. Just really punched me in the gut. Yeah. From season five kind of stuff, that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It makes you love characters you've hated, and ah, so good. Yeah. I'm still on three, um, the first couple episodes. I picked up watching streams, Mm -hmm. Um, so a little bit different (laughs) than six seasons.
1: Yeah, so I um, finished Lost, and honestly, I finished it, and it was one of those things, I think Alec kind of touched on it last week, or last episode, how he didn't want to finish Final Fantasy thirteen because he just didn't want it to end. Yeah. And when I finished Lost, I, I felt lost. I'm like, how, what? Uh, no, I um, <laughs> I gotta go back. Like, I gotta restart the show. I gotta restart season one. Yeah. So instead of doing that, I watched all the special features across all the different seasons. So like the blooper reels, commentary <laughs> from the, the actors, directors, things like that, because it's just so damn good. It is. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, if you haven't watched Lost, you owe it to yourself to do so. There's no better way to binge. There's no better time to b- binging a show right now. Yeah, I mean we're lost in what's going to happen with this coronavirus, and they're lost on an
0: island. So yeah, maybe your apartment is your island, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> no there man are is parallels to reality.
1: No man is an island, Ryan. But you can watch Lost on Hulu, and you should. Yeah. Other than that, I was. Not really sure what to play until Animal Crossing. Leading up to its release, I was kind of in a gamer rut. <coughs> so thanks to you, I borrowed your PS3. Yeah. So I was able to power through some of my backlog. Everyone knows that I'm a huge fan of Telltale's games, particularly The Walking Dead. Loved how that series began. Loved how it ended. The whole journey, fantastic stuff. And so I also wanted to play Telltale's Game of Thrones because they were only, they only did one season, um, six episodes, but uh, you can't download on the PS4 store anymore. It says all the episodes are free, but you can't actually download them. My guess is because of some licensing agree- licensing agreement they probably lost once the show went off the air and Telltale Games closed. Well, fortunately, they made a physical copy for the PS3. I downloaded that, or not? I downloaded that. I I purchased it for relatively cheap on eBay, and I powered through the whole the whole thing this week. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rusty just polishing off games like it's his fucking job. Yeah. I thought you were trying to get away from that in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, well then, you know, viruses I want to slow and slow down the and...
0: experiment er, experience and read books and I finished six games this week and <laughs> six seasons of lost. <laughs> cool.
1: Cool. Well that I was also I <laughs> I also wasn't anticipating the world going to shit, Ryan, so Yeah, but like that's when another book is introduced. Like mm-hmm war and peace or a
0: stephen king novel probably i feel like he's writing the world we're living in right now yeah
1: i I mean i wouldn't be surprised if it was running around (laughs) pennywise is probably out there stay away from drains kids but uh game of thrones good times it was a janky glitchy mess so much so that the final episode so let me just set the scene here you're playing as house forester which I don't even believe that was touched on in the television show. No. The main premise is that House Bolton, so the nasty Ramsey Snow, is trying to overtake your house. And so you're tasked with trying to prevent that. Yeah. And what's interesting and different from the other Telltale games that I've played, I've played Wolf Among Us and obviously The Walking Dead. You're largely playing as one character in one little area and you're just following that character's journey. Well, in this game... You're playing as four to five different characters in different sections of the map trying to help your house out in a variety of ways. So you are playing as Myra, this young girl who's in King's Landing. Alongside, you're the the handmaiden of Lady Marjorie, Natalie Dormer. Beautiful, beautiful person. Oh, I know
0: who Natalie Dormer
1: is. You don't need to explain that. (laughs) So, So... you, She's you're play- like 35. I know. How? She doesn't age. My gosh. God, Lauren looks like 46. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that's the litmus test.
1: Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, you're playing in several different areas. A number of different characters trying to ha- help House Forrester from going down and being yeah. overtaken by uh, Ramsey Snow. So, I was, you know, playing the first, uh, the first episode and I'm kind of just like... For a Telltale game, this just seems kind of lame, not a lot was going on, and especially with Game of Thrones, you kind of expect just random deaths and Dragons. crazy, just chaotic situations. Yeah. Well, episode one, I think it was Ramsey or some other dude just casually just sticks a knife in your throat and rips it out, and you're like a 12-year-old boy. And I'm like, oh, okay, so things are heating up. <laughs> so it was pretty interesting and, and crazy, as you would expect from Game of Thrones, and I would say that I was kind of um, taken out of the experience a little bit just because of how glitchy and slow it was. Loading times were ridiculous. Your characters' mouths were moving. People weren't talking. And then the worst of it was the very end of the game. There was just too much going on for the PS3 to be able to render the situation. (laughs) But basically, you finally get back to House Forrester with this... um, this guy that was overseas trying to get an army of dudes to help combat the inevitable war that was going to ensue. Yeah. So you get back. You're in the main hall of House Forrester, and all of this violence breaks out. And so a chair or a table gets flipped over, and obviously everyone's fighting with swords. So you hear the metal clanging. So as soon as the table flipped and hit the ground and all these swords are clanging, the rest of the game was just that noise. So every time people were talking, they weren't actually audibly, you weren't audibly hearing anything. It was just like... And it was just that for 30 minutes. So it's just... Just loop. Hey guys, you want to go to breakfast? Just 30 minutes of that. So I'm like watching main characters die. I'm watching other characters save each other. And all I'm hearing is just like... A third grader uh, just trying to make music at a like a, a third grade yeah, like play Parson or something Pants. like that. Yeah, it was. So you, it was it took you out of the emotional, just respect. a little bit. Yeah, it's like all these main characters are dying and sacrificing themselves, and all I'm hearing <laughs> is a third, like a, a three year old that just got drumsticks and he's in the kitchen. It I It mean, probably made it that much better. It was, yeah. It, it definitely heightened the it's chaos. It's like us
0: getting kicked out of the
1: stage and resistance, like. Oh, so I guess this is happening. Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Yeah. But uh, it ended in a way that I was actually kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, everything is definitely, everyone's going to die. And somehow the main dude got away and um, led to a season two that obviously is never going to happen because Telltale Games closed their doors.
0: Yeah. So you liked it.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was good times. Um, but it, it's you know you would what it's what you'd expect from Telltale Games. You have very difficult choices that you have to make in mere seconds that have lasting impact throughout the game. Yeah. And consequences. And if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, I would say it's it's gonna hit home for you. Uh, six of the actors came back to record their voices for this. So you have Amelia <laughs> Clark as Daenerys, Lena Headey as uh, Cersei. Kit Harington comes back as Jon Snow, Tyrion is there, Peter Dinklage, uh, Natalie Dormer as Lady Marjorie, and uh, whoever voiced Ramsay Snow, he's in there as well. Um, So it doesn't really establish the Game of Thrones lore, it kind of just expects that you know who these characters are, otherwise you're going to be kind of like, I don't understand the emotional payoff of any of this. But if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and you're a fan of Telltale, definitely check it out, it'd be right up your alley. The other thing that I ended up playing was uh, I just replayed the whole season one of uh, Walking Dead. Okay. And Neo. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that game. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you texted me uh, earlier in the week. Or no, uh, Alec. He posted on- Yeah, it wasn't me because you are like, dude, we should play Neo. Well, Alec posted in the the Discord about Bloodborne, Mm -hmm. and he said that there's going to be this event- to for like the five-year anniversary of the game mm-hmm. so they were encouraging people this discord to or on reddit to create a new character and summon as many people into your world as possible and play through the game again well i started thinking about it. i'm like hey dude we should you know replay bloodborne i made a character but oh. <laughs> i committed i'm also when i play the fromsoft games i never really summon people or want people to be summoned into my game i know that's like most of the joy of those games is that someone randomly come in and kill you and you lose all your souls. But I, <laughs> yeah, I love
0: being tortured in that way. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't, I don't like that. So yeah. I, um, I wanted to play a different game and I said, hey, let's let's give Neo a shot since that was free on PlayStation Plus like a month or two ago. And uh, yeah, fuck that game.
0: You got to the first boss, right?
1: And I was level twenty-five. I grinded for six <laughs> hours, Ryan.
0: Yeah. You have to grind the boss. You have to just like learn its moves. I think I beat it like, because I made it about, I'm watching a stream right now um, from one of my uh, FromSoft streamers on YouTube, and he played through Neo, so I watched through like half of his video. So I got halfway through the game on my original playthrough, Mm -hmm. um, and then I started a new character and beat the first boss, and I'm on the second boss in that playthrough. Okay. But, yeah, it's like a dude in a ship, Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. The giant dude he has like uh, yeah. So like the first those half giant of, balls. These the first half isn't
0: bad. Like you can basically run by his left side and he like throws his balls <laughs> out in front of him mm-hmm. and then you can hit hit, hit his butt mm-hmm. a little bit and then like after a few hits he spins around so you just have to get out of there and then just keep baiting that attack and then his balls fall off <laughs> and off their chains. He got a vasectomy. And then he's able to, like, pick up his balls and throw them at you. Yeah. So, like, last second, you just, like, you bait him jumping on the floor, and then you bait his balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's... Neo. It's Get one it. of the weirdest depictions of puberty I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember when I was 13. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. So, that's Neo. Did he play anything else? Uh, Kingdoms, of a- Kingdoms of Amalur, yeah. which is a third-person action RPG that <coughs> I, I really enjoyed it, but I just wasn't in the mood to commit to a, a giant fantasy RPG like that because I just pumped, like, 20 hours into Oblivion a couple weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's something I want to come back to because it, think of, uh, like, if you, if you threw Skyrim fable and god of war into a blender that's kind of what you'd get with kingdoms of amalur in terms of how it controls the world itself and just the action heavy combat of it okay um but the grant Kirkhope composed a soundtrack
0: yeah that's so, what you're saying so, why you're playing
1: it yeah that's why i was playing it and um i don't know i probably played it for about three hours or so created my character. Did a bit of grinding, got some new gear, and that's about it. But yeah, if you're a fan of action RPGs uh, in a very fable Skyrim feel, then it's it's definitely up your alley. But um, it was really just all trying to tie me over until the only game that mattered, Ryan. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. So please, Ryan, enlighten the listeners. What did I play? What did you play? But okay, so we don't, yeah. Yeah, I, you I, skipped me. I always, I always, Please was, jump into
0: Animal Crossing and forget what Ryan did for two weeks. I'm sorry. I love you. Keep going. Um, I go haven't really played a much. My first week when I was sick, I basically just watched videos. Because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I didn't even play much Pokemon. I think I looked did one trial run. Because I'm like, there's a f- uh, the pandemic's out. A lot more people are at home. Probably getting on the GTS. Mm-hmm. So oh, I got like gosh. four more. So nice. I have like 83 to go, which is pretty good. Um, I played Neo a little bit with you. Played a bit of Bloodborne. I made a new character. I named him like five year anniversary or something like that. Um, and he is a a mage build. So I was trying to increase his, was it faith? Not faith. That's dark souls. Whatever the magic is. Um, so you can like summon a star. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a flamethrower and a saw spirit that's on fire. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Um, I got through Gascoin and Vicar Amelia so I'm like in DLC right now. Okay. And then what else did I play? I bought. You bought this, Neo Two, right? Yeah, I bought Neo Two this week. Uh huh. Um, and then I ended up working a 12-hour day Thursday, so I only got to play it on Wednesday. Okay. I got to the first boss, who's this like giant horse thing with a a saw. Um, yeah, and then Animal Crossing came out, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> I have put too many hours into it already for the time it's been out, but
1: what are you going to do? That's right. You're going to play more Animal Crossing. That's what you're going to (laughs) do.
0: Well, like, all I did, I literally fished. I don't know, from like 3 o'clock on Friday to like 11 o'clock on Friday. Just fishing. I'm getting a ton of bells. And then uh, I did a lot of fishing yesterday. I went, saw the parents, and then... I just played Animal Crossing the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so my um my history with Animal Crossing, I think I played whatever the DS one was, like Wild World or something like that, maybe, maybe five hours. I never really got s- sucked into the series, never played it on GameCube, didn't play City Folk on Wii. And then when New Leaf came out, I think that really is when a lot of people got into Animal Crossing because it just kind of streamlined the experience in a way that was... Welcome to newcomers, um, but veteran players, we're still right at home with it. Yeah. And so when I first got it, I think I probably played it for like 40 hours within the first two or three weeks that I had it. And then after that, I like never touched it. Oh. I never really played it. So I've only have like 45 hours of Animal Crossing under my belt coming into New Horizons. Because like for me...
0: So you're still like a virgin, essentially. Yeah,
1: but you could say that. You could say that. Um, but for me, when I, when I played Animal Crossing New Leaf, I really was only focused on like fleshing out my, it wasn't even a museum at that point. Um, I was just going to the owl exchanging fish, bugs, Mm -hmm. and fossils. I was just really excited to collect in that aspect. But in terms of like house building, outfitting my town with plants and planting new trees and things like that. I never really got into that because it just wasn't something that um, was exciting to me. Obviously, huge fan of collect-a-thon platformers. Collecting things seemed very entertaining to me. Yeah. So I did that for about 40 hours and called it quits. Coming into this, I wanted to be more excited about like fleshing out my town with with plants and trees and all that kind of stuff. And my gosh, this game is so perfect. Yeah, I certainly have my gripes, and we'll get into that, but I love how in New Leaf, and I did do this, you could fast-forward time to make it night so you could get the rare fish, the rare bugs, so you can increase your bell count faster. But in this, it doesn't allow you to do that. So you really, when you have something built, you have to wait till the next day. You can't just fast-forward the time to get there. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, that... Not paywall, but almost like experience wall because it forces you to just be in the here and now, be in the present, fish, collect, talk to your neighbors and just have fun. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's not forcing you to be like, hey, you need to be checking all these boxes right away. Do it as quick as you can. It's just like, nah, man, just smile, walk around and collect things and have fun.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely, so I guess for my history, I started on the GameCube did you really? Um, yeah. So I think that was probably the first game I got for GameCube, actually. It wasn't Melee, it was actually probably Animal Crossing. Um, one of my neighbors, it was early days of GameCube, we were in their basement and they're like playing this game. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And they let me play and I went down to the ocean and caught like a red snapper. And I was like, holy crap. You get crappy sea basses and then you get a red snapper and it sells for like 3,000 bells we should pay off the house with red snappers. Yeah. And then like these, I don't even know if they had the red or the black and white stripy fish, but so I was super excited, got that, got all the upgrades in GameCube. And then I think the other one was just the 3DS one. Yeah. The and one you, you started on. And I got all the house upgrades and i was also doing the collectathon thon kind of stuff. i never really like
1: planted stuff cuz there wasn't a lot of variety that you could do with that. plus it it is a lot of upkeep because you do have to water them and mm-hmm. i just didn't want to i love plucking the weeds cuz i do like having a clean town mm-hmm. but i just wasn't about planting and watering and just it's a very harvest moon in that regard where it, it is a lot of upkeep, you know. yeah, but like
0: i saw my neighbor's watering my flowers for me. oh yeah. so i'm like that's pretty cool. yeah. um and then I was working on my catalog was the last thing I was trying to do um, in the 3DS. Mm-hmm. So you can every day go in and buy all the things in the shop for Tom Nook and then you can order them later. Yeah. And there's thousands of items. But if you're trying to get, so like your house is rated on a system from like the housing association, mm-hmm. um, the more cohesive like a room is or your house is, so say you have like all modern stuff or all lovely stuff. Yeah you get more points. So, like, there, I have a plaque on my wall from the Homeowners Association in this new game because I got 10,000 points because it's cohesive. Yeah. So, like, there's cool little rewards for that, and then, like, having a certain amount of money in your bank account, you get, like, a piggy bank or, like, cool little rewards. Um, so I was trying to get all those things, but I was just super excited to have it the new version um, where you can basically... Put like in so in this new game you can put things everywhere, Mm -hmm.
1: and I love to do that. Like I can customize my freaking island. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. Yeah, no, I I can't remember the premise of each of the different Animal Crossing games, but I thought New Leaf you were what the mayor of the town. Yeah, yeah, and I I didn't really like that because then everyone's like looking to you for what you're gonna construct and put in the town and everything like tax plan like how are you gonna do watering and yeah just stuff that i don't really care about where this it's kind of just like hey this is your island getaway you're going on vacation forget about whatever you have to deal with at home this is going to be your new place of dwelling and i just like that premise because it just seems like okay i don't have to be responsible for these these other people all these people aren't looking to me to make these executive decisions if you will um but yeah, I mean, you're plopped onto this island. You get to choose the layout um, based on a number of different potential options, and and I wanted to have a place where, because some of the options there was just too much water, like rivers running through the town, and it just seemed yeah. like kind of excessive. So I wanted to have a strike a nice balance between um, like foresty area plus water, have a nice beachfront and stuff like that. So that yeah, there's like a few permanent
0: like. I don't know, land locations, so really the outcove of the water, like where the water river ends and goes into the ocean, is permanent, so you're either choosing, you chose like two bottom uh, water outlets, mm-hmm. I chose the bottom, like one's always going to be on the bottom, it's either bottom left, bottom right, or bottom bottom, Yeah, and I think there's one more that's one of the, a variant of the two, or of the three. And I chose bottom right. Okay. Your audio
1: levels are very, very low for this episode. Are they? Yeah. Maybe just move your mic a little bit closer. Okay. There you go. Is that better? Uh, yeah, it's better. Okay. Yeah, so
0: the... <laughs> I guess there's a dock and like an outcove that are permanent. Um, besides that, like the higher elevation stuff in the back, everything else can be changed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love the ability, like you just... You don't crash on the island, but, like, the first day, it's like, hey, you're here. Get some—what uh, do you even do the first day? You're, like, you get some sticks and—
1: Yeah, so you—he he asks you—Tom um, Nook says, hey, can you get 10 sticks to construct a fire and then also bring me some fruit? And then after that, you have to figure out where your two um, neighbors are going to live. So you kind yeah. of pl- place their tents, and you also place your own tent. So I like the fact that it's not like, hey, go find your house. It's like, no— wherever you want to place your house do it you know yeah because
0: usually it was like a central area with like four houses depending on the number of like saves you Mm -hmm. have
1: yeah so i like the um it's just highly customizable and very unique to your own taste whatever you want it to be so it shall be you know wherever your neighbors wherever you want to place your neighbor's houses that's what you want to do um it's funny because i was reading twitter and all my friends basically are playing Animal Crossing right now and, and I have some people that like restarted the beginning like five, six, seven, eight times because one, they didn't like the shirt they were like automatically given. They didn't like their, their neighbors that they were assigned. Um and then once they saw the island um for themselves, they didn't like it, so they restarted it. Okay. I didn't restart at all. I um I, I was just either. like, hey, whatever I get, I get and I'll just roll with it. Um the only thing that I would consider wanting to change is just my neighbors. So I have Diva, this nasty old frog. Um, she's cute. She's, I mean, she's, she's nice. I, I've talked to her a number of times. But um, I really like the blue jay that I got. Yeah. He's a cool little guy. His name's Jay. He's awesome. But um, Lauren got a kangaroo and a rhino. And the kangaroo has a little joey in its pack. That's it's, adorable. And it's purple, and he's awesome.
0: I, I don't know who my first neighbor is. I must be a shitty neighbor, but like I know I got an eagle who's wearing a suit of armor who likes to squat and lift <laughs> at night in That's the amazing. like town square, and then I forget who my other one is because I have five neighbors now. Um, but my other one was cool. Yeah, I
1: think it was like a little
0: pink bear.
1: Yeah. And why I like I, I love Animal Crossing for a number of reasons. It's you cannot not smile playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, The music in the background is some of the most chill music you'll ever hear in video games. There's really no set agenda. You can kind of just do whatever you want. The writing is absolutely brilliant. It's so clever, so witty and punny. And sometimes it's literally laugh out loud funny. What these characters are saying, and there's so much dialogue. And the funny thing about this game is that You know, in Pokemon, if you walk up to someone, they're going to say the same damn thing every single time you walk up to them. But you're walking up to these characters, and the dialogue changes so often. They're saying different things nearly every time you talk to them. And I don't know what changed in terms of the delay for this game. Because remember, this is supposed to come out, like, last fall. Yeah, yeah. um, Or, like, maybe the holiday time frame. And I'm so thankful for them delaying it. Because if there's any little bit of polish that wouldn't have been in the game... I'm glad that they delayed it so it could be. Because, yes. and and the, the funny thing is, we'll probably never know what wouldn't have been in the game if it released last fall. But there's just been so much added to this game over previous Animal Crossing games that it's just, oh my gosh, it's just so good.
0: No, I was smiling since the, like that opening cutscene where it shows the shore of the beach mm-hmm. and then it shows kind of what your island could be. It shows Tom Nook with like a bunch of different neighbors and like everyone's smiling and then a picture at the end and then it goes back to the beach shore. And I'm like, oh, it's going to, sh- it shows my journey with this happy theme song music. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that they had, uh, they'd showcased, I think last month, maybe in February, when they had um, an Animal Crossing direct, they talked about this thing called Nook Miles. Mm-hmm. And I remember you bring it up on the podcast. You're just like, are they replacing Bells with Nook Miles? Yeah. It's like, no, you get Nook Miles in addition to Bells, and Nook Miles, for those that don't have the game yet, is basically this stamp book of achievements. So think PSN Trophies or Xbox 360 Achievements, but you're getting them out the wazoo. So, so like the little tasks at the top? Yeah, so there's already, there's like a preset list of um, Nook Miles that you get over the course of the game. So one, for example, is planning each of the different fruits, so, you start out your island, you either have cherries, pears, oranges, apples, peaches, or that might coconuts be called, is coconuts, the last one. Coconuts. And so, um, when you visit other islands, you get their fruits, you can plant those trees um, on your island, and you get a stamp for each time you do that. So, those are all preset. Then you eventually get Nook Plus Miles, which are five achievements over the, uh, the top of your little Nook Miles booklet that change and reset. Overachieve them. When you achieve them. So it could be plant three flowers. You plant three flowers, you get 300 nook miles, that lops off, another one populates and says, catch a sea bass or catch a black bass or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so you're just accumulating these nook miles. And eventually, so in the beginning of the game, you have to get 5,000 nook miles to pay off your tent. Yeah, and then you get nook plus, which is those achievements. Those achievements. And then there's this little ATM machine. In the, the hub of the game And that just has a catalog of items That you can buy with your Nook Miles And then the next day When you wake up They'll like automatically be sent to your house Could be um, rugs Or just different yeah, household shirts, items yeah. You get your
0: um, tool wheel So if you click um, up You can see all your tools And just click into one real quick mm-hmm. um, You get the third level of your inventory space there's also one other important one. I mean, tools plus, maybe.
1: Yeah, so tools plus, and then you can upgrade your pouch to be able to carry more items. Um, you get different types of fences there. Yeah. Um. You that
0: uh, beat that I have, that like music that I have, mm-hmm. I actually
1: bought from it. It's like the little white dogs jam. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, f- f- for. Pretty much in every regard, I think this game is is nearly perfect. There are a few things that I have gripes about. I'm never a fan of weapons or items breaking in games. Um, I mean, some of my favorite games of all time have it. Oblivion being the, the biggest one. I don't like it because typically it happens more frequently than I would care for. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild maybe being the biggest <laughs> issue I, I, I take with which I know all the Breath of the Wild fans are already writing emails and messaging me on Discord that like oh no Rusty you don't understand and Breath of the Wild it enhances the experience with experimenting with different weapons. And I'm I, sending you an angry text right yeah, now. Yeah <laughs> and I get that. I, I, I do but with Animal Crossing you know you're you're grinding out fish you're you're catching your fish, you're finding the bugs, you're whacking trees and collecting um, different wood and stuff like that but in the beginning of the game, you have these flimsy tools. So a flimsy fishing rod and a flimsy shovel and a flimsy axe. And they break w- at such quick frequency that yeah. it, it forces you to go back and either buy new ones or what I think is a great counter to these weapons breaking is the crafting system in this yeah. game, which I really, really appreciate. And that's why it kind of lessens my frustrations with the, wepo- or the tools breaking just because... It's so fun to craft. It is. like you can
0: shake a tree and get like 30 sticks and then go in like what I was doing. With, I made three flimsy fishing rods. Mm-hmm. And over the uh, time of fishing a full inventory of three rows of fish, I'd break all three of them. And in the last one, it would they'd like slowly give me more inventory to fill up. Yeah. And then I'd go shake a bunch of trees after I saw my fish. And that was my run. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually you get the ability to, like, enhance your tools with iron. And then you can eventually get, like, higher than that from the Nook store.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never would have thought that Animal Crossing would have this very complex, almost RPG-like system in terms of enhancing your tools to be more powerful, to be able to—more durable to last longer. But I think it's really interesting and a unique mechanic and and certainly welcome um, in in my my regard. Um, And... The greatest thing is like so you use a lot of resources
0: to make furniture and stuff for the DUI stuff. DUI, <laughs> <laughs> DUI, uh, DIY, DIY. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is the acronym? <laughs> uh, don't get a DUI, guys. Yeah, Stay even home. though beer is apparently an essential. Yeah. Um, don't get DUIs. Yeah, um, the DIY stuff like uses a lot of like hard, soft, and regular wood. That you get from just hitting a tree with axe, an axe. But say you hit all your trees and you get all the wood that you have or all the rocks. They have these randomly generated islands that you can use your nook miles to buy a ticket to. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing. Um, basically it's a unique island. There's a few rocks on them. Different types of trees. You can find other fruit that isn't native to your island. Um, I, I found an island that was just a cir- like a circular pond with flowers around it. Really? And in, su- in that was like goldfish, like larger goldfish, tadpoles. And like you can find unique bugs and fruit and fish to those unique islands.
1: Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite mechanics because you yeah. never know what you're going to get. And when you go to these randomly, I don't know if it's randomly generated islands or what it is, um, but when you go to them, it's almost as if someone inhabited this place, planted a bunch of trees and plants with a bunch of unique fish um, swimming around and bugs inhabiting the island and then just booked it and left. And then you are there to reap the benefits, pillage the island and then just take off. Yeah, because it deletes
0: itself so you don't have to worry about like, oh, should I sustainably like deal with this island? It's like, no, you chop down everything. Yeah, You destroy all the rocks, get all the iron, like pick up all the grass, do whatever you want, get all the flowers, mm-hmm. and then book it. And then the island just gets nuked. Yeah. And then you find a new
1: island. Yeah, no, it's really pretty sweet. And um, I also can appreciate, too, just visiting other people's places. I didn't do that a whole lot on the 3DS, if, if at all, honestly. Yep. Um, but I love how you can open up your gate So you can either have only your best friends, which you actually have to configure yourself. You have to invite people to be your best friend. They have to accept. So when you open up your doors, then your best friends can visit at any time. And if they're best friends, then they can take out shovels. They can take out axes and start hacking stuff down. Yeah, so I went to Zack's Island,
0: and uh, I had a ladder before he did, so he he couldn't get up on the top. Mm -hmm. And I requested to be his best friend, but he denied it, and there were two fossils that you'll never get that I was willing to help you out, so... sucks (laughs) yeah
1: well it's funny because you uh you visited my island and at that point and this is again one of my other frustrations with the game it's really twofold so i feel like there's certain things you should have had in the beginning of the game that you don't one of them being the tool wheel i don't think i should have to spend however many nook miles it was 2000 Mm -hmm. to buy this tool where i put press up on the d-pad to see this wheel of tools that i have to easily access each of them Otherwise, you're pressing left and right on the D-pad, cycling through all of your tools randomly before you get to your net or your fishing rod. Oh,
0: I didn't even know you could put right or left. I was just going into my inventory and clicking. Or pressing
1: X, going to your inventory, selecting the tool and equipping. Um, I think just for means of streamlining the experience, it makes sense to kind of have this tool, this um, uh, wheel thing, to be able to access your, your tool's as you see fit. And the other frustration, if you, as Ryan just said about ladder and the pole, pole vault and things like that, you don't have access to your whole island in the beginning of the game. So eventually you're able to build bridges so you can access the, the ladder or back half of your island. But once your museum is built, the owl gives you the ability to craft a pole vault. And I even, I haven't even gotten to the point in the game where I can craft a ladder. But fortunately, Ryan came over to my island and I was like, hey, dude, I already pillaged all of my trees to get my wood because I needed 30 of each yeah because I think you
0: wanted a pole right
1: yeah Originally. I needed a pole vault I needed to be able to craft it yeah. but I'd already gotten all of the wood out of my trees um, f- to expand the town because that's you need 30 of each kind of wood and then 30 iron nuggets before you're able to expand yeah so to I said, "Hey, Tom Nook's shop yeah I said hey dude can you um, can you get me a pole vault so you pole vault to the other side of the island and start whacking my trees and I'm like you bastard.
0: <laughs> I was I was doing what you asked me. And then you were
1: actually just, yeah. And then you dropped the wood for me, and I was able to, to craft the pole vault and get across the island. Well, then I saw you digging up my fossils, and I'm like, this asshole. <laughs> yeah, and then I am like scurry up a mountain. I was like hitting more trees, getting wood. Well, I saw you <laughs> hop on a ladder. I'm like, what the heck? How did you get that? Yeah. And then you started like emoting and little exclamation points over your head. And I'm like, what is happening? Laura yeah. and I was like looking at each other. I'm like... They, Nintendo must have sent him a copy. He's been playing <laughs> yeah. this game for months. Uh, yeah, I played a lot.
0: Well, like, okay, so, like, you can get the ladder, the pole vault, the second day. So, like, the first day I went in and I was like, dude, I can get a museum eventually. So I gave, like, every my first of every fish and bug to Nook. And it takes five of them to get the bird to show up. And then the second day you can get a uh, pole and... Because... Uh, overnight the bird shows up. Mm-hmm. So then you give him 15 items and then he doesn't take anything. And then on the second day you can start getting more residents depending on how quick you do everything. Yeah. And then you can get the ladder the second house you make. Okay. Okay. So you'll you'd eventually get it, but I was like I'll, I'll help you
1: out. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll make you a ladder. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, but um yeah, beyond those two gripes, have, you know, having the tool wheel in the beginning of the game and not having access to your entire island, <laughs> I, I think it's just sheer perfection. I mean, it's just—I mean, gra- I haven't even talked about graphically. It looks beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, it's sure. just so colorful to the point where I literally had to turn the brightness down on my TV because my felt like my eyes were going to start bleeding because it's just so colorful. No, it's
0: definitely an upgrade from the 3DS. I mean, like. Most Switch games, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the saturation of color, and I mean, it kind of has like that Yoshi feel, yeah, that Yoshi Island kind of intenseness of even the texture on crafted world. You mean, yeah, yeah, on Switch, it's even like Tom Nook has texture Mm -hmm. opposed to just a flat color, so you can almost see fur on him. Um, Yeah, it's everything I could have asked for. I get the them trying to slow it down and like I want to go in and like upgrade my house and collect bells and like hoard away bells so I can get like
1: catalogs and stuff but I like that they're trying to stop me <laughs> yeah well, it slows you down and it just forces you again to just enjoy where you're at because yeah. otherwise you'd probably already have a mansion you'd probably already have all the housing upgrades paid off and now it forces you like you know the, the low-life slowpokes like myself over here That you are like kind of on at least a similar playing field as me. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I um I spent all my time fishing, so I I have a lot of money.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why I was trying to like give you guys bells when I was. Well, Zach texted me last night. He's like, dude, Ryan came in my town and was just throwing money at me like I was a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like,
1: this whore doesn't even have a ladder. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give him some cash. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I cannot wait. Honestly, today is my birthday. I want—I wanted nothing more to record this podcast, but now I want nothing more than to go home and play more Animal Crossing. Yeah, and the best thing about
0: it being his birthday is not that it was a celebration of another year of successfully not getting the pandemic and living and being happy, but his mom in Animal Crossing sends him a cake.
1: That's right. Yeah, so you can put
0: that out in your house and... Uh...
1: Well, it's funny. So after you came into my, my town and, and gave me a ladder and a pole vault and collected all my fossils for me. Oh, and I, yeah, to backtrack on that, Ryan did end up giving me the fossils that he had collected. Yeah,
0: I just came up to him and just like, started throwing fossils. <laughs> yeah, you were throwing everything I mean, He's a T-Rex skull.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So what I ended up doing, and Ryan didn't even know this. I'm glad I figured this out before him. I sent him a note. So in the airport, you can send yeah. people letters. And it's it's great because there's different backgrounds for each different letter, depending on the note you're sending the person. Yeah. So I found this layout with like hearts surrounding the the postcard. Yeah. And I just said, married Lauren to get to you, XOXO.
0: <laughs> I saw, I was like, why is my uh, mailbox. mailbox blinking? Like, who the hell sending me? It was like, Rusty. I don't have a neighbor called Rusty. Yet. Yeah. How? And then it had a package on it, and I opened it up and I just started lol Like, I legit laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I was just crying. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like,
1: this is what we communicate? Well, so Zach, he sent me this little peach spherical thing. Yeah. And so I put it in my house because he, I can't remember the exact words of the letter, but it was something like, To you and your loved one, or something like that. Because he sent it to like Lauren and I, basically. Yeah. So I, I set this little peach ball down, and each of the items that you typically place in your house are interactive, so when you press the A button, they'll either make noise if it's the violin that you purchased for like 150,000 bells. Yeah,
0: I, uh, in my shop there was this violin. I was like, oh, that's a cool thing, because like, I'm going through and trying to buy everything just for my catalog later on. And uh, I get to this violin, I was like, oh, okay, it's probably gonna be like 20,000 bells. They're like, haha, this is Timmy and Tommy's shop. We're trying to rake in cash. Yeah. Like, if I'm tossing money at whores, they're like chucking cars at the whores. Yeah. So, like, they're like, yeah, we want 140 grand. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And at that time, I was trying to save up for my house expansion. So, I had like 300K in my bank account. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to like half my wealth. I bought it. Put it on my desk, and I was like, "Oh, this is a cool thing that's just expensive to sit there." And I clicked on it, and you can actually play the violin. So if you click spam, click A, it actually plays through a song on the violin. That's awesome. I was like, "That might make it worth it," but yeah. there's like an aluminum—what uh, was it—an aluminum briefcase that they currently have in my shop for a hundred k. I'm like, I'm not gonna put an aluminum briefcase anywhere well can
1: you could you interact with a violin in the shop
0: because i'm wondering no if, it's you click on it and it just you you want to buy this or not because there has to be something in the the, the aluminum box see that's what this is killing me because i'm currently like halfway there to buying it i'll probably buy it check it out and sell it back for like 50k it's basically like dealer no deal yeah, no, like, I need this in my catalog, so I eventually... What can... if
1: Howie Mandel's face is in the box, Ryan?
0: What if there's, like, a... It's a box of gold, and, like, I actually make profit. You gotta do it. I, I know. <laughs> I know. And the, the thing that pisses me off is, like, the turnip lady came, and, like, apparently on any day except for Sunday, they buy them for 150 and the turnip lady was selling them for 106. So I'm like, I've got 80K on me. I was legitimately 20K away from buying this thing. And I'm like, I can buy 600 turnips and turn a profit of 30K tomorrow. And then I went into Nook Shop after I'm sitting there on turnips and they don't buy turnips on Sunday. So I'm like, I am back to square one. I have 64 bells to my name. Yeah, so I've been fishing all morning, and uh, nice. We'll we'll see.
1: Well, so to get back to my little story yeah, there. <laughs> so Zach, he sends me sends me this little peach ball thing. I have no idea what's going on. I place it in my home. I walk up to it. I press A, and you know those like little Jack in the Box things where you crank the little lever, yeah, and a little Jack in the Box pops out. <laughs> a little newborn baby pops out of the peach ball. Wait, what? Yeah. Like so, think Death Stranding, you know the little nasty baby thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a little baby that just pops out, like on a little springboard, like a baby head or like a full baby, like a full baby.
0: You're shitting me. I'm not kidding you, dude. I'll I'll pull it up on my Switch. I have a hard time believing. Actually, I got it. Yeah, please keep talking. I'll okay. Bring this up. I would so there in front of the town hall. Eventually, you get a girl who wants to sell stuff. Like she's the porcupine or the hedgehog. Yeah. That sells clothes. And I was I'm just going buying all of her clothes every day just so I can have them in my catalog. And I got a shirt, and the shirt is called Bomber Jacket. Okay. And I'm like, why do we have a bomber? Like, when does Nintendo have bomb like I don't know if it's like Suicide Bomber Jacket or if it's just like a bomber jacket, but it's like the shady looking jacket. I'm like Why is this in a Nintendo game? But I guess if they're having
1: babies pop out of Okay, so you see this little peach thing, right? Yeah. So I press the A button. What the hell? And a little baby pops out of it like on a little spring. What the hell? I don't know how he got it, where he found it. I think once you... When you're
0: starting to make the houses for other people, you can make... Like I had, because my thing is apple, I could make an apple chair.
1: But that's so weird. But
0: for peaches, yeah, that's... Look at that thing. That is uncomfortably weird. <laughs> yeah. No. Why is there a baby in a peach? I don't know, man. I mean, it, it really complements your cot and your switch. I just think a so. Baby in a peach. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so thank you for that, Zalek. Zalek. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. The other person on Zach's island was that Alec? No, that was his brother. Oh, okay. Alec hasn't been playing much. He was playing D&D last night.
0: Mm, okay. I'm like, yeah, we're not friends, so I didn't like see someone pop up on my friends list. Yeah. Interesting. Okay.
1: Well, I gave his brother 10K, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot more to say about Animal Crossing and about you. I'm excited to be able to make paths and yes. connect
0: everything, because... You can put down nook shop you get to put down where you put your museum and where you put the clothes shop and then on day two i think you get to you're about there is tom nook is like hey more residents he gets like a phone call and he's like more residents want to come put them wherever you want Mm -hmm. and then you get to diy what's in their house and it's awesome that's where you get the ladder okay gotcha but like being able to put their houses where i want so they're not all clustered, and I can spread them out, and I can kind of mentally prepare where my paths are going to be, like how I'm going to sort of set up this future civilized town. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put all my stuff in one little portion, like the original thing that I couldn't escape because of water, and then have the rest of it be like a bamboo forest, or like I just got bamboo from Zach, so thank you for exactly. that this morning. I sent you something, And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it next
1: week. Oh, yeah. Animal Crossing is life. And so, Zach <laughs> currently is planned to be a guest on the show next Saturday. We're probably going to have to record in the evening because of his job. Okay. Um, really want to have him on because he's just as big a fan of Animal Crossing as you are, probably. Yeah. Um, He's been playing for as long as I know. I mean, he may have played the GameCube version, but I know New Leaf in particular he was a, a huge fan of. So want to pick his brain about Animal Crossing. He's also a very big fan of Lost. Okay. So if you could potentially continue to binge this week, Lost. Yeah, I can probably finish Neo today and tomorrow, and
0: then I'll finish Season 3 this week.
1: Okay, and Season 3 has a hell of an ending. Very yeah. very, very, tear-jerking ending for sure. Um, so yeah, I would love to, to pick his brain about both Lost and Animal Crossing. Should be fun times. But yeah, I too cannot wait to get home and play Animal Crossing. I have two missed calls from my sister, two missed calls from my dad, a missed call from my mom. People are lighting up my phone because it's my birthday. So um, I'm not complaining about being loved and appreciated by my family, but it, there it's the is worst. a lot to a lot to get to here. So I don't have anything else for this episode, Ryan. Yeah, me neither.
0: It was fun to get together, mm-hmm. uh, break quarantine, and uh, talk about Animal Crossing and what we've been doing. So uh, I guess everyone stay healthy
1: as much as you can and be mindful like I have a coworker that literally went down to Florida to party on the beaches I had to cancel my Florida trip did you? I was going to ask you about that oh uh, yeah
0: I have to go call Spirit so
1: that sucks man because we, we're going to cancel our family trip too
0: yeah and Rick can't go on vacation until next year because he had that time off and that's it so Jeez,
1: that blows
0: yeah and then Ben might be moving back up here so oh really? yeah potentially so yeah, my Florida getaway is gone and I have to try to see if I can get my PTO back for Well, the thing that
1: really sucks
0: sixtieth,
1: or that pisses me off is that um, I also have another co-worker whose parents go to um, Hilton Head uh, every winter mm-hmm. and because they're retired and they just they like the warm weather, obviously. And they said ever since this pandemic broke out, they've never seen the beaches more populated. Right. I was watching a video uh, on—it's spring break. Yeah. So, like, people drink
0: in. They're like, the bars are going to close. We might as well party it up now. I was watching— Hundreds of people. I was like, that is—like, I've been to Panama City in college for spring break, and that is totally what I would
1: expect. Yeah. Well, it was sickening to see these kids being interviewed by CBS. I saw something on Twitter about it, and these kids were just basically like, Listen, the government's making a really big deal about this. It's really not a big of a deal, and I just turned twenty one, and I'm not missing my chance to go drinking right now with my friends.
0: <laughs> it was uh, that one like basic, yeah, a girl it, that's sitting down, and then she just starts like cracking up to her friend.
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, and there's this other dude that was just like, Nah, man, you know what we need to be worrying about is poverty and hunger, hunger, and relieving hunger. This is nothing, man. We we're we're gonna party, we're gonna live it up here in, in Florida. And then his friend behind him was like, yeah, man. Yeah, dog. It's just like, get out of here. Like, Ugh. you were the most entitled, spoiled humans. And it's just frustrating. I to am no curious him.
0: how, like, the homeless in California are being handled with that state being shut down. Yeah. Like, Skid Row would, I, I could see pandemic or COVID just flocking through that community. And I don't know how that's handled.
1: I don't either. Yeah, it's, it's really frightening times because I, obviously we are very fortunate to have been able to go to the grocery store and stock up on necessities, food and essential items to live. Yeah. But there's people that literally not only don't have the luxury of an apartment aside from, apart from food, they, they're on the streets, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the middle of a pandemic like this, I just, yeah, my heart goes out to those people because that's just really scary stuff.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Well, on the bright side,
0: Animal Crossing's here. And uh, not to end on a downer. Note, yeah, I, I don't want to Animal end Crossing on a is, is life. It is. As we've mentioned. And uh, we will continue to uh,
1: not see the real world, but be visited by Tom, Tom Nook daily. Absolutely. Please stay home if you can. Uh, frantic, my heart goes out to you, man. Hang in there. Again, this too will pass. And. Thank you for listening to this episode. This is episode 75 of the Otaku Brothers podcast, which is crazy stuff. I can't believe we've been recording this for 76 episodes, really, because we also did the the Parasite review. And we're coming up on our two-year anniversary, Ryan, of the podcast. doesn't feel like two years. Two years ago, we started recording this podcast in May, so... Thank you for everyone that has continued to support the show, has ever supported the show. If you're listening to this episode, we appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to write into the podcast, you can do so in two different ways. You can hop on the Discord. The link is in the show notes below. A lot of fun conversations going on in there. You can also write into the Gmail at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Send in an audio question. Send in a written question, suggestions for show topics, whatever makes the show better. It's all welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Yeah, thanks. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. And we're going to be continuing to play and talk about Animal Crossing. So if you are playing Animal Crossing, hit Ryan and I up on Discord. We'll uh, exchange our friend codes. We can visit and pillage each other's towns. Yeah, we have all the fruit. So um,
0: if you need something, let us know and we can get it to you.
1: Absolutely. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. See ya.